Hi, I'm Simon Bamford. You're listening to Midwest Monsters Podcast, and we want to know what's your pleasure. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Matt Chan. Professor Wagstaff. So good to be with you again, again, again. And we are in the month of October. Good times. Matt Chan staying creepy over there on the mic. And uh, that's what I love about this time of year, because it just draws it out of him. Psych, he's like that year-round, son. But at least the leaves are changing colors around. You agree you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we have got another excellent uh, Monster Mash episode coming at you this evening. This is number four, I believe. Yeah, let's just stop numbering them. Yeah, no. that's a good idea. No, we're going to track. We're going to keep numbering <laughs> <laughs> He's so, like, that's why I know what one they so are. So you can keep laughing. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to refer to them as that, but they will have a name. <laughs> They'll have a name. Okay, so this is another... Uh, Monster Mash, which if you do not remember, he the match. He did the Monster Mash. What happened to my Transylvania twist? It <laughs> <laughs> was a graveyard smash. Why are you pissing these we people lo- off right we now? We just Tell lost half of whoever was left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just turned the shit off. Like For those of you that are left, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> download your stupid show. <laughs> download your stupid show. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks, uh, Mom. So, um, if you don't remember the format of this, instead of picking a uh, particular franchise or director or anything like that, man, Matt Chan, you are a nasty dog. Um, <laughs> Can I sit on your side of the table? <laughs> Ooh, Come on over. Ooh, um, what we do is we each pick a movie. And this is weird. This is out of character for us in the Monster Mash because we actually kind of went with the theme yeah, of the Monster yeah. Mash tonight. So we kind of screwed up the Monster Mash but it, for a good reason. Yeah. Good reason. I think it started with, I believe, the, who, who picked first? Okay, so Mad Chan went first. No, and he me. said, <laughs> I, I said Night of the Creeps. I said Night of. I said, I'm sure Night of the Demons first. Okay, we'll go with that. So Mad Chan says, I want to watch Night of the Demons. No, actually, I think it was the professor. The professor said you want to watch Night of the Creeps. First. So professor says, I want to watch Night of the Creeps. <laughs> I'm done. I- and Mad Chan says, I want to watch Night of the Demons. And I said, well, then, I have no option to stick with a Night of theme. Uh, let's do Night of the Comet, just for fun, uh, to go with it. So we've got a great lineup of 80s schlocktastic magic here. Um, so let's start with uh, Mad Chan went first. Mad Chan, why did you choose Night of the Demons? <laughs> Night of the Demons was that movie... I remember when I first seen it, I was real little, and I shouldn't have been watching that movie. Um, it was something that kind of stuck to me. It was that it was the party theme. It was the the evil looking monsters and the ladies, and had the boobies out, and things were going on in them. And I, I really liked that. I liked it when, I mean, I don't know. It had Linnea, and it was my first experience with her. That and that's been a that's been an ongoing thing, and even more so with the professor. But uh, <laughs> man, I can't lie. <laughs> you can't lie. No, but seriously, like. I don't know why. I mean, I chose Night of the, the Demons because I wanted to watch it again. Hmm. I needed a re. I mean, I don't need a reason, but I we were going to do this, yeah, so I, I figured that'd be a good reason to watch it again. Good. good. And talk about it, because I didn't think we'd get to talking about that movie unless we did something specifically on Kevin or Tenny or Linnea. Or, so I just wanted to go ahead and put it out there now. Good, good. 
Uh, Professor, why did you choose Night of the Creeps? Uh, because it was one that I didn't see until fairly recently, and I really had fun with it. I just thought it would be a good time to put out there. Oh, yeah. Great. Great. Uh, I went with Night of the Comet. Yeah, why did you do that? Partially because you guys painted me into a corner. <laughs> You're like, we're going to pick Night of, and I was going to be like... You could have said Living Dead. <laughs> Did that man? That's the George Romero episode. I was talking about the remake, the '90s remake. No, we didn't talk about that. Did <laughs> Why you you good, dog? You good? You good? Just keep going. I was gonna do uh, Night of the Killer Shrews. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a movie. What is it? Killer Shrews. Attack. Attack, Attack of the, the Killer, Killer Shrews. Shrews. That's it. Oh, such a screw up. Um. So, anyways, I picked Night of the Comet partially because we had a Night of theme sort of going on. And two, because I wanted an excuse to watch it again. Because I remember watching it about uh, five, six years ago and really enjoying it. So I wanted to check it out again and see if it holds up. And what better time than with the night of going on here. So um, I was thinking, why don't we do it in this order? Just like we said, neither demons, neither creeps, neither comet. Okay, you want to go with that order? Yeah. All right. Is that okay with you? Works for me. All right. So, Mad Chan, from the top, with the facts, can you tell us everything going on? Yeah, we're looking at 1988 director Kevin Tenney, who had fresh off of Witchboard, um, writer Joe Augustine, um, starring Kathy Podwell, Podwell uh, Alvin Alexis, Hal Havens, Billy Gallego, Donnie Jeffcoat, Linnea Quigley, and Amelia Kincaid. Um, I love this movie, personally. I, I say that quite a few times. But this was really it for me. It was my, like I said, it was my first kind of venture into the haunted place with the group of kids. That, I mean, we all grown to love so well, but it was kind of my first venture into it. So, And one thing, I mean, starting off, I think the perverted little brother needs to make a comeback. Oh, and every, man. like all the old Wait, movies, you had what? a perverted little brother who always peeked in on the older sister. His and, own sister. Dude, that was so creepy. What does he say to her? He's like, nice. nice no, 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 no. He says, bodacious. Bodacious tata, 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 sister, dude. when you're going to hire somebody to tie your shoes for you. <laughs> I was like, what in bodacious the hell? Bodacious tata. What in the <laughs> the, perverted, the perverted little brother was a staple for a long time, yeah. and he was always in somebody's closet watching them un- watching them change. What and I'm not saying that that needs to come back in real life. I'm saying in movies that was always funny. Like the brother would always point things out. He'd be like, "Oh, look at your ass, Carrie. How's that look?" <laughs> we should do a documentary called Night of the Creeps about creepy little brothers. <laughs> <laughs> It'd go over really well. Uh, Professor, your initial thoughts on Night of the this is one of my favorite go-to rewatches for fun. Yeah, right on. It's not oh, yeah. too much like ridiculous, you know. Like yep. it's a good time, but yeah, it's it's one of my go-tos. Right on. Yeah. Let, tell me you don't want Linnea to sign you sign you a picture that says Ryan. Do you have sour balls? That, I, I hadn't <laughs> actually mapped that out, but <laughs> I was thinking maybe more have her sign some lipstick. <laughs> um. Mad Chan loaned this movie to me when I watched it uh, for the first time, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, it's been that long. And, uh, man, just loved it. And, Count, Matt Chan, what are you doing? No, nothing, you're good. Why are you freaking out? Uh, because I loaned you that movie, and I don't think I ever saw it again. What is? <laughs> what is? Uh, <laughs> go look at my shelf right now. <laughs> go. The, the Grizz does not have a long history of keeping items. No, I know we'll that. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I do. I, I would just. I'm going to throw this out here real quick and admit that I only saw Night of the Comet at a young age. The other two were later for me. Mm-hmm. All these were later for me. Oh, right on. I saw I saw Demons at a young age. Um, I remember seeing Comet early on, or um, Creeps early on. I hadn't seen Comet until this show. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. this was this was my first viewing wow. of Comet. But let's keep going on with the Night of the Demons. Go ahead. Um, so. I don't know. It's fun. It's just so fun. Like, oh yeah. It's, it's just great. It's the, the yeah. It's just one. Of the, it's like it's a quintessential party horror movie. They mm-hmm. go to the whole house, the haunted the whole, whole house. house. Yeah, their party, and it's just ridiculous. So ridiculous, but in a good way. Dude, I, I 
I put on my notes, man. That's the way we should meet Linnea in every movie. Oh, Our first shot God. of her is bent over in oh, the convenience store. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, while her friend is robbing the convenience store. Yeah, while Angela's running lie. around. Yeah. There's a purpose why she's bent over in a very subjective manner. It's because her friend is robbing the joint. She's, she's distracting the clerk. That's when she does the, do you guys have sour balls? <laughs> I bet you don't get many blowjobs. <laughs> I don't care. Hilarious. And next thoughts on no. the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do remember thinking to myself, though, when I even wrote it down, I was like, that wasn't much of a party. Like, a few people showed up. Right. Like, like <laughs> It's literally, like, four people that rode together. Went to a garden party. <laughs> <laughs> One guy who showed up on his own. But it's all, all right, right now. Shut up, you guys. Memories. All I learned by lesson. Rather drive a truck. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done? You can't please everyone. <laughs> Shut up, man. How's come nobody else saw the ghost in the mirror? Oh, you mean the, the weird demon? The demon, yeah. I, the, that's what the, I meant. The, the funny yeah. demon? That's come nobody else saw the demon that's in the great. mirror. I took note of that. Because they, I'm they like, buy that them? on discount from Jim Henson. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, what's with the funny demon head? Because the rest of the film is pretty good. But you're like, <laughs> you get this weird, yeah, Jim Henson discounted uh, demon head. And it just kind of throws off. And I say throws off loosely. Like, it's not like, oh, this took me out of the film. Because I wasn't in the film like that. <laughs> yeah, like in a deep-seated, serious yeah. way. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not a believable demon head. Another thing I love is how everybody becomes a demon aficionado, like, really quickly. It's like, oh, no, when you do a seance, you have to do this. And in Progressive and Trap, I mean, they start talking about every little thing. It's like, no, my cousin's sister's brother, she got possessed by a demon. I mean, like, everybody becomes a demon aficionado. If this place is built on a graveyard. This happened here. I love that about 80s movies. Everybody just talked and didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Kind of like now. <laughs> kind of like our news channels now. <laughs> Everyone talks and don't know what they're talking about. Anyways, um, another funny line that comes up uh, not long after that, um, Stooge, the big guy with the mullet, Stooge, Stooge, great, Stooge, who looks like all the nasty boys from old school wrestling. Brian Knobs. looks like all the nasty boys. And like, uh, one of the chicks talks about, like, she's going to hook up with him, and someone's like, Stooge is a fat pig, and she says, maybe I'm in the mood for pork tonight. Yeah. It's a great line. A great line. <laughs> oh, man. I like how the ghost came in Linnea's mouth. That's how the ghost got into her. I missed that part. How the demon got into her body through, through her mouth. You don't remember that? No. Really? Do you mean, and did she you say came it? in through or came in to? Through her mouth. Through. Okay. I thought you said something else. I did. But anyway, and then she passed it. To, she passed it to Angela through the French kissing. Yeah. So, ladies, I want this to be a word to the wise: don't kiss other ladies. You will give them the demon. You know that you don't want to give that advice to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we spiral out of control. Pretty oh, soon, everyone man. will be talking like you Buffalo man. Bill. You <laughs> creepy, creepy man. Man, what about Jay? What about poor Jay? He thought he was going to get lucky. Oh, poor Jay. Poor Jay. <laughs> he just. Had so much hopes. So much hopes. He really did. So many of the young men. He went upstairs. She took him upstairs. She led him up there. Goes inside. Banging on the door. She not there. She gone. She gone. She gone. Who wants to lay out the famous lipstick scene for us? Oh, I got a story about that. Do it. it. So check this out, man. So a friend of the show, Victor Von Psychotron. You guys may know Victor. He has his own own show. YouTube channel. Yes. So Victor... Ask us at a convention. It was me and you, wasn't it, not mm-hmm. Professor? He said if you could have one article, one prop from any movie, what would you have? And without hesitation, mm-hmm. I said I wanted Linnea's lipstick from this movie. Great answer. So, and I mean, it didn't take anything, dude. That was, immediately came to me and, because I do. So here's the thing about it. We find out that Linnea's character... It's kind of vain. She's always looking in the mirror. She's always fixing herself up. And so later, as she, after she becomes possessed, she's putting on her lipstick, and then she takes it and presses it directly into her nipple, and it disappears inside her boob. Just, just, I just gotta say. <laughs> I know, right? Why do I snicker every time I say that? 
And I'm not trying to make my co-hosts sound like creeps here. I just want to say, just an odd scene to write into a movie. Yeah. These guys have the right impression of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board That's with what's great about it. Even the music and, and the way that they, you know, yep. put it forth. It's just very, like, serene mm-hmm. and just somewhere else. It, it's, it, it actually is done really well, too, for having somebody's head up on top of a whole fake body. Yeah. It actually looks really good. Oh, yeah, it does. Like, the plate looks really good. It was a mold taken from her. Yeah. It's I not mean, like it was just that they found something. I don't want to no-sell you guys. You can tell it's fake. But it's not that. If you like, spend a lot of time mold looking taken for from it. her. Because friend of the show, Joe Barker, was watching the movie with me that night. And he was like, <laughs> we're about to fake ditch right now. But that's not really fair. He doesn't enjoy anything. He literally, when he watches a movie, he looks for those things. If you don't know that the lipstick scene is coming, you may not look for it as much. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Maybe back on a fuzzy 80s TV you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I'll I don't know. Just... Why you hate the movie. Yeah, you hating Joe Parker. <laughs> that's why you ain't been on the show yet. <laughs> well, we ain't done no Ghostbusters. Yet, so. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to have to do one soon. Though. Yeah, and just make him talk <laughs> 60% of it. He's in charge of the whole show. <laughs> What about when Angela starts freaking out and pulling a Madonna rolling around on the floor, dude? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the whole yeah. time I'm like, like a virgin. <laughs> what about when Linnea is having sex with that guy and she goes, stop looking at me. Yeah. I've, I've actually experienced that. I've shown that at people before. <laughs> stop, looking. stop looking at me. Look at me in the eye. Welcome no, to 8th grade gym class. <laughs> Welcome to my early college years. <laughs> <laughs> I think my oh, you guys are crazy, man. Man, um, so what about the line? Homeboy looks at her, goes, "Nah, I live in a nice house with plastic slip covers." On the yes, stage. yes, a great line, a great line. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be one of my favorite lines of the movie. I live in a nice house with plastic slip covers on the porch. What's the name of the dark-haired girl? Which one? The the one that Ange- the, the one that Linnea French kisses. That's Angela. Okay, so it's Angela. I love how I, I, I don't know if you guys caught this, but she, um, in the beginning of the movie, her she has a cross earring and it's right side up. When she becomes possessed by the demon, the cross I earring. Did I did that. not catch that. I've never inverted. caught that. I've seen it quite a few times. Yeah, I caught that the other night. Was that, was that Joe Barker pointing that out? It's like, nope, Robert. Robert, <laughs> they, they gave her a new earring. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I was like, look, Joe Barker, you didn't catch that, did you? You slick son buck. <laughs> I actually put on here, my biggest fear for the longest time was that some chick would be riding me and she would turn into a demon and gouge my eyes out. And say, stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, is that something that you fear, Mr. Professor? Yeah. <laughs> it's a legitimate fear. It's a legitimate fear. Who wouldn't? <laughs> got a fine little cutie that's interested in you this magical moment, and then she's a beast. That may be a metaphor for a lot of women in life. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet little cutie, into it, turns into a beast. Well, <laughs> you never know. You just never know. Young gentlemen, beware. Beware. What about the What about the couple having sex in the coffin? Yeah, a little weird. Yeah. I'm just saying, like that was a little weird for my taste, but I think with her, I'd make an exception. She's a good-looking woman. Dude, I, we seen her. We good. seen her in Indianapolis, man. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I was seen her in Indianapolis, dude. She, they were all. It was yeah, they amazing. Were they were all looking. just like, yeah, dude. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, good looking woman mm-hmm. for sure. Other thoughts? I've got some just other highlights here. I've got some other highlights. Go ahead. Um, the gas in the crematorium. How about that? What about it? I can't remember. It's just say gas. <laughs> I like how he was so drunk. By the time he wrote that, he's like, I had gas in a crematory. He didn't even know what he's talking about. Um, what, how, what is it? it? She's like breaking up that pipeline. Isn't that what's going on? They sh- <laughs> I write was like, very somebody vague. was laying pipe with Lanae in this movie. I write very big notes. I'm sorry. You write horrible notes. I, I need a bowl of she- fuck. I'm here to party. <laughs> There we go. That's a stooge line right there. Do you recognize that one? Or were you too gone by that one? Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, I, just, I write bad notes. Well, explain What it. about it? Oh, oh well, come on. Happened. Tell me about the gas. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she does. 
is she breaks the gas line and pulls the hose out in order to light it on fire and use it as a torch of sorts. Yes, that's to it. To torch the demons. That's it. And, of course, it, it's a very controlled flamethrower. It works just like that. I've tried it before. Oh, breaking off gas and crematory? Yes, yes. So why the hell did you just have me explain it? Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, now I remember because my notes weren't that good. <laughs> you just explained why I wrote that. You know, those one, very of the things, one of the things I always think is very interesting Thanks for is out after you insulted yeah. me. How the, nice. how the possessed just have no sixth sense about what's going on. <laughs> like they're running around the house looking for living, looking for these living humans and they can't find. I mean, I always thought that was very interesting. You think that demonically possessed beings would be able to like see through walls or I don't know something. You know why? What? Satan's done. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. Yeah, so why didn't that blow up the whole place with their use in the crematory of gas? Uh, because it wasn't in there long enough. The room hadn't filled up with gas. It wasn't sealed. So when she flicked the Bic, after the 40th time, I bet the people in Bic were pissed off when they saw this movie. Yeah, she yeah, flicks yeah. that thing like 40 times before she gets a light. It always works. But anyway, it, it didn't fill oh, yeah, up the room. It wasn't, a con it wasn't controlled. It wasn't locked in there. So when she lit it, it literally just lit the stream. Right, and instead of being like just like this, this stream blowing out, it became a very good controlled flamethrower that works just like that. And guess right. what? It turned off right when they needed it to. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Don't no-sell me. <laughs> <laughs> Bet they had a bone to pick with them. What, what about the at the end of the movie when Roger was up on the wall? And he's, he's not noble away. at all. He just <laughs> rolls out. Roger was just like, give me your hand. Dude, I'd have, been, I'd have rolled out. I'd be like, I'll send somebody for you. You stay alive. Well, that was in my notes. Like he, at first, <laughs> you, you he made was. a note. I did. You I, I remember it. He was not noble at first. He was like, he's like, peace out. <laughs> and then he, then he did come. He back. come. But back. at first, he, he was like, I'm good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Roger can back anymore. I put that they were some weak ass demons. <laughs> not be able to pull her down off the wall like right. that, dude. Yeah. Like for That's like ten point. minutes, they're just like. Come here. Uh, <laughs> she didn't even have a good grip on that cord. They right. just like come here. Right. She's holding uh, the barbed wire. But yet, once again, like we pointed out before, sunlight saves the day. Sunlight saves the, the day. The sun comes up. It's no longer. It's no longer um, Halloween. The demons aren't there anymore. The Jim Henson puppet pops back up, goes away. The day is saved. Everyone's dead, except for our two heroes. Our hero and our heroine. The and end. then there's a very special ending too. The only couple. Mm -hmm. You got the old man who, in the beginning of the film, is unhappy about all these ruffians running about in his neighborhood, and he's going to put razor blades in the apples, which is always a favorite urban legend of ours as kids. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, we 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 grew up in the era of razor blades and apples, syringes in your Pepsi cans, things like that, and so you always had to be afraid of your candy. It's really just an excuse for your parents to eat your candy. And yeah, go, for oh, real. I didn't get like it. I didn't get Snickers bars for like the first five, ten years. <laughs> I got trick or treated, man. I didn't get any good shit. So you cut to, and we get back to that old man, and he's just finished his breakfast, and like goes, "Oh, honey, would you like some apple pie?" Oh yeah, sure. And she goes, "Oh, I made them, you know, fresh." And he was like, "Last night's apples." And then his throat. His throat opens ah, up. It looks pretty cool. It did look good. It, it was good. great. It was great. That's. A great scene. I mean, it was just a fun scene. I'm, there's no reason to include that, but it was awesome. It was. That's all. I'm going to go ahead and leave this up. Um, if you haven't seen Night of the Creep, or Night of the Creep, if you haven't seen Night of the Demons, uh, check it out. I mean, you feel more than happy if you have to, to go out and watch the remake. I mean, it did spawn a remake, and we'll talk about that in a later episode. But yeah, definitely go out and see Night of the Demons. The I sequel. definitely suggest there's it. Too. There's a couple, and I, I suggest it. Definitely. Uh, Professor, last thoughts about my other demons? Uh, just that it reminds me in the sense of why, and not just because it has an A quickly, but uh, like Return of the Living Dead, it shows how a cast that clearly gets along together and has fun mixed with some special effects talents make a movie a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because on paper, this movie should have just been atrocious. It should have tanked. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, really, there's nothing good about. Quite the opposite. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, I mean, you don't sit there going, man, this is, this is just junk. But I, it's fun junk. Like it's actually a fun movie. Yeah. And we made mention. Of, I made mention of it earlier. We saw this cast. Uh, I mean, a lot, a huge cast reunion earlier this year at a convention, and they were all still talking to each other and having a blast mm -hmm. and hanging out. And 
this is X amount of years later, and it was real neat to see those people and now to be talking about it. So that's another great reason to go to conventions, guys, for sure. Uh, last thing I'll say is that, uh, Kanye West makes a great reference. He's like, sorry for the night demons that still visit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chan loves Kanye West. I, come on, man. <laughs> I stole his phone. Jesus. Keep going. <laughs> okay, rolling right into our next pick. This was the professor's pick. Night of the Creeps. Mad Chan. Thrill us. Lay it. Man, you going to steal <laughs> Thrill me. I write these great lines. <laughs> I'm the face. I'm the host. And you guys steal it. Mad Chan. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Dang it. Thrill us. <laughs> 1986. Director Fred Decker, writer Fred Decker, brings us in with a Jason Lively, Tommy Thrill Me Atkins, Woo! Steve Marshall, Jill Withlow, Alan Kayser, and Suzanne Snyder. Woo! I'd like to point out that Jason Lively's character is Chris Romero. Yes. Tom Thrill Me Atkins' name is Ray Cameron. Yep. Steve Marshall is J.C. Hooper, John Carpenter Hooper. Cynthia Cronenberg, <laughs> and the list goes on. We have Officer Ramey, Officer Minor. <laughs> was was maybe you can tell me this. Was this the same year as European Vacation? I can't remember. I, I mean, this kid. It was a year much, before or after, but yeah, like, a couple of home runs. Dude, right? I'll tell you Close what. Like I, when I met him, like I have my cool creeps poster signed by the cast. When I met Jason Lively. I spent about three minutes talking to Jason Lively about Jason Lively, and I was like, I felt like Weird Uncle, the Weird Uncle from the vacation movie. I was like, hey, boy, how's your sister? <laughs> I love Robin Lively. She was in a little movie I like to call Teen Witch, <laughs> which was one of my favorites. <laughs> so he looks at me, and he was just like, really? I was like, oh, yeah, dog. She was also in The Karate Kid Part 3. He's like, she's my sister. I know what she was in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell me. <laughs> but anyway, no, I mean, Night of the Creeps. Let's get into it. Professor, it's your movie. Uh, I, it's just, I love that it never takes itself too seriously. Yep. There's yeah. lots of inside horror jokes. Oh, yeah, throughout. definitely. Tons of them. It's not uh, like we just said with the names and everything. Yeah. I like that uh, Tom Atkins is kind of that traditional, like, Raymond Chandler, like, you know, troubled detective yeah. uh, dealing with the old case. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of complaints with Oh, I don't either, it's man. It's just a thrill ride of fun. To finish. Oh, yeah. It's a blast. Man. Um, you just want, like, initial thoughts? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good. Man, it's just so much fun, man. Like, I don't know. I watched this for the first time probably about five, six years ago. Enjoyed it then and rewatched it and said, the magic is still here. It right just, on. It comes through. It's so good, man. I just I love it. Right. I mean, I think Decker did a great job, especially... um. I especially like the opening. Like, not the very opening. I don't remember the very opening. Do you remember the very, like, did the you see it early on? Lover's Lane? No, the the aliens in the spaceship. Oh, yeah, when they're running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't remember, remember that. that. I don't remember that for the life of and me. And one of my notes is, great alien costumes. You know what they look like they should do? Kill them. Kill them. Kill them. Kill them. Kill them. Kill them. Give him a little Terry up. <laughs> but we'll I have to explain like, to listeners what that's all about at some point. <laughs> they have to find out on their own. I did like the escape mental patient urban legend in the opening. I really yeah. liked that because yeah, there were two things escape. going on at once. The yeah. thing with the creeps and the thing with the escape mental, mental patient. They kind of meshed. Yeah. I really liked that. I thought that was good writing. I thought yeah. that was good storytelling. I agree. I agree. But um, one thing I did put in here was Alan Kayser will always be Bubba from Mama's Family to me, man. Like even when I, I had the I had the pleasure of meeting him in uh, um, Louisville a few years back, and he was just like, "Hey, I got a new short movie out. Will you guys come see it?" We went and watched it, and then afterwards, I was like, "Nope, you Bubba." <laughs> like, it was, it was good. No. Episode, that's my mom. But no, I mean, but that that's kind of my thing. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead for what? Whatever you want to talk about. Turn it down for what? Who's turning down? Uh, so um, I love the stereotypical frat stuff going on. The betas. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's always like the deltas or the betas, man. Right, right, right. They're like, let's go to the alphas. It's too easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's uh, go to the, or the Kai. Kai yeah, the Kai. The, the Kai's Kai is We're going to the Kai's. The Kai. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's got to it's be betas or deltas. you got to have two syllables. 
Uh, so I love the stereotypical frat thing going on, you know, and, and I love uh, uh, the way that, uh, you know, J.C. sells it. You know, he's, he's a great character. Oh, Steve, Steve Marshall is amazing in this movie. I, I like to use the word amazing to describe things, but seriously, like, he was great in this movie, man. Being on the crutches, just all-around yeah, supporting a, character great, with the attitude he had. Yeah. Sorry, character. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. So I love all the frat stuff going on. Like, it just adds a fun dynamic to it. Like, you get, you get like, part frat comedy along with this one. So let's tell them, let's tell them what's kind of going on here. Um, the creature from outer space comes down and what, Professor? I mean, basically jumps, they're like leeches or whatever. Right on. And gets up into people and turns them into, what do you call them, zombies? Uh, creeps. Yeah. They yeah. call them creeps. I, but That's just how they're referred to. I, okay. I meant more for listeners. Like, oh, yeah, I would call them zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what the hell am I doing here? Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so what? No, no. Listen. So what's going on is the initial creep is being is being held for testing. He's being held and he's been cryogenically frozen from the lovers' lane. From the lovers' lane incident, the beginning. Right. He's being cryogenically frozen and he is put into, for some reason, the hospital or the the morgue unit, whatever, at the school. Yeah. Of all places, he's being cryogenically frozen there, and Steve Marsh or. Let's call him by character name. Chris and JC have been taxed by the betas to go and steal a corpse and throw it on the porch of a sorority house. And that is their that is their pledge prank that they're supposed to be pulling off. So they get into this high, highly guarded facilitated. Yes, because everybody went to the bathroom at once. But I find it weird that they one got in there and two that JC was dumb enough. To hit the disengage button. Why the fuck would you hit the disengage button from a cryogenically frozen man? Why wouldn't you just go make other friends? I'd be like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> because he wanted to try to impress Cynthia Cronenberg. Why would you fall out the Ooh. You didn't see no man reference? No. Uh-huh. Right. I gotcha. <laughs> I like the fact that you were just like, I didn't take any notes on this movie. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of <laughs> don't fake the punk on a nasty duck. I got this. Ooh, my kill My exact next note says, if I was Tom Atkins, I would always sit on the beach in a suit, drinking fruity drinks out of a coconut. Heck yes. I love that scene, dude. If I, really I were do. Tom Atkins, I would do the 360-degree screaming rage of him shooting that they do in this movie, which is <laughs> just fantastic. I rewound it twice, this viewing. You guys, do me a favor. <laughs> no, no, you gotta, you gotta say it with more, thr- you gotta say it with more gusto. Thrill me, thrill me. I like how he calls people. He calls people. Yeah. They're like, what's his name? Like, oh, no, no. It's like, kind of hard like, to pinpoint no, like, there. No, the, his like character name is Cameron. It's like Detective Cameron. He's like, no, it's Bullwinkle Moose Jackass. Yeah, he's always, <laughs> always, dude, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, man. What about when the uh, the guy the coroner opens up his briefcase and has a sandwich? And he pulls out the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Either, you're right; it doesn't take itself seriously yeah. at all, man. Guys, uh, I have to keep up my tradition here, but I took a note that I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote. Uh, oh no! Now I know. Do you do that uh, sleep writing thing where you just put it next to your bed and you just? <laughs> yeah. It's called prophesying. We <clears throat> go prophesy. Dead cat. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're not even we're, that, we're not we even are, near we're the that, dead cat. Yeah, yet. we're not that far. So don't right on, Mike. I, I love that just the way that some of the lines in this movie. I wrote down, "What is this? A crime scene or a bad B movie?" <laughs> <laughs> I love the way they say yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Tom Atkins looks at that guy. He's like, "Are you gonna straighten it out, Raby, or am I gonna play Pooh Patrol with your knife?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he has the best lines ever, man. Oh, yeah, I man. actually thought about texting that into my phone just to remember <laughs> to use that on somebody. <laughs> just to have that on hand. Oh, and then uh, JC pulls it out. He's like, I would rather have my brain invaded by creatures from outer space yeah. than be in a fraternity. Right. They're just <laughs> Before constantly... they knew that there were right. creatures invading brains from just, outer space. I love that, man. Uh, really? man. I love the way that the aliens sliver across the yeah, that was good, man. That they did. That was a good effect. Yeah, they don't look cheesy. Because they were practical, right? It, they had to be. I mean, they yeah. had to be. Pra- I mean, they were practical. They had to be. 
Yeah, I mean, true CGI was... Not really, not an 80s. Not, no, no, it, I mean, then. I want to say true CD-ROM CGI, as far as I remember, wasn't until Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. That's where true came in. You probably had crappy computer I mean, you had stuff. plate drawings and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but like true computer stuff wasn't until Jurassic Park. Well, now know. we're, I think we brought ourselves up to your freaky cat. Go ahead with your dead cat. Oh, that. The cat was gnarly, dude. The cat yeah, was... it was so cool. Like, all right, so the sorority chick always knew to, like, let her cat in. When she'd hear noise, she goes over. And then this time, the cat comes in, and it's dead, and it's scary. And that's good. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Professor. Uh, next, next note. Um, You're a cat lover. I don't know. I've covered most of my notes. <laughs> how about how fast Cynthia moves? Like, yeah. literally, she breaks up, or doesn't even technically break up with Alan Kaiser's character. The frat boy, she doesn't even technically break up with him, but she hangs out with Jason Lively and JC for one afternoon, and then it's like, there's a formal dance tomorrow. Will you take me to <laughs> Like, chick moved fast, and how, how hot is Jill Whitman? She fly. She fly. She fly. She's like, I ain't got to wait. Do you remember her from uh, from Porky's? Yeah. Was in Porky's, bro. Really? Yeah, she's the little girl who walks up in the beginning. It's like, why did they call you me? That's her. You know why? You know how I know that? Because no. she's like, do you want me to sign this out? Do they call you meat? <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I have a poster. Like, no, I have real things. No, she you. told me. She told me all about filming Porky's. It was pretty fun. Fascinating. Yeah, she's she's an interesting lady, man. She really is. Did either of you catch when JC gets dragged out of the stall? The that Monster, Monster Squad rules. Yes, Same director. Yeah, yes. One year before we get the Monster yep. Squad, actually. Yeah. Yes. Let's play. <laughs> no, we're not talking about the Dog Pound song. We're talking, we're yeah, talking, about, the, song. We're talking about the William Cat. He wrote that song. The William Cat. I like that uh, they were watching Plan 9. Yep. The woman was on her mm-hmm. TV. Sorry if you already said that. No, no, no. I zoned out there for a I like how Atkins keeps calling Lively Spanky. Yeah. He's, just, he's yeah. like, hey, Spanky. Hey, Spanky. Um, so I want to know... Do we want to talk about observation? But I love that they use smoke. The smoke gets in your eyes for music throughout the film. Right. The lovers' lane stuff. Yeah, yeah. Later, it comes back. But I also want to make the point of why did all of those old like kind of big band songs end with the guy shouting the chorus at the end? The smoke gets in your eyes. (laughs) Going out on a high note. Going out on a high note. Yeah, like, literally, like, I watched it, I was like, man, why are there so many songs just like this where the dude just ends up shouting at the end? Chris is like, why are there so many songs about Rainbow? (laughs) It's not easy being great. Surely Professor knows who wrote this song. Who who recorded this? Smoke in your eyes? Yeah. I'm not sure. You are the oldies master. I know. I mean, like, think of the, like, Skyliners or the Platters. I'm (laughs) probably, yeah. Yeah, Dude, the sure. frat party bus, I'm going to put this on point, is the only way to get a frat Oh, man. <laughs> Open container, tuxedo. Yes. Frat party bus yes. is the only way to get a frat. That was great. What about... What may about, or may not have been in that situation. If you what about Atkins coming out confessing to murder, dude? <laughs> like, right in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah. Like, that scene would just yeah. add me like, like, dude, you don't know this kid that well. I think he knew he was going to kill himself. He's like, it's over. I think by that point, because we don't see it until later when he, un- when he undoes the door. I think at that point he knew he was going out. He needed to get it off his chest. Made popular by the Platters, written in, uh-huh. but written in 1933 for a musical. Uh, there you go. So right there we go. Are we going to talk about Dick Miller at all? Let's talk about Dick Miller. Oh, yeah. He's checking out the, <laughs> the, the flamethrower. That was Dude, great. Dick yes, Miller. I love that. Because he's only there for like two minutes. Yep. But I, I love the fact that he's in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like ah, I just need to see your paperwork he's like ah. so he puts yes. that one shell in there he's like funny thing is there is heavy paperwork <laughs> it shoves that shotgun in that oh, was yeah. amazing uh, I love Atkins line when he gets into the sorority house and he's like I got good news and bad news <laughs> your dates are here, here. They're all dead. <laughs> How great is it when Brad is at the door? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's such a great scene. 
<clears throat> I did like that because she goes out and sits down on the porch with him, yeah. and she never looks at him. She's <laughs> talking to him. I love that. The poor man, Zach Morris. Poor <laughs> Zach Morris. Alan Kaiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubba. Oh, dude, Lively's a badass with that flamethrower, man. But here comes a a string of bad one-liners, dude. Like, oh, thrill me by far is the best. Yeah. But he was he literally like, it's Miller time. Yes, <laughs> that was so good. And then Lively goes, later, dude. And he hits that dude with the lawnmower in the face. Yep. Oh, man. But we, as we dwindle down, Tom Atkins shows one more time how badass he is by catching the creep with his bare hands. Yep. He, you remember, you remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. That creep comes out and he's like, and he grabs it with his bare hand. And at that point, I'm standing up cheering. I'm just, yay! We were indeed thrilled. I, I, was, thrilled. I was thrilled, sir. But then we go down. One of my favorite, last line, last line. ever, detective, thrill, thrill me, <laughs> detective, yeah. thrill, yeah. boom, son, so good, I love that, so good, I just, I just want to go on record here, right, right now, in front of God and man, and say that of these three films, films that I remember fondly, this is the best, <laughs> this is awesome, this man, this is a good film, for me is the most fun, because I, and what's funny is I think looking back, I remember this maybe being my least favorite over the past, you know, five to ten years that I watched these. Right on. And and rewatching them, I'm like, what was I thinking? This is Oh no, I I was, this I was, is so good. Like I'm still gonna stick with I'm still gonna stick with Demons as being my favorite of the three. But no, I mean this movie, it was awesome. And like especially like oh man, I hate keep to keep coming back to that, but meeting cast at conventions like you get to enjoy, I get to. That makes me enjoy movies so much more because you get to hear those little inside stories that you don't get on DVD commentaries that you don't get on, you know, behind the scenes or making ofs. And that's one of the things, like the the extra stuff that these people went through, getting to meet them in person, getting to, you know, Tom Atkins signing, hey, Chad, thrill me, you know, yeah. it's like yay. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> I, I I cheer like a little child. I'm like yeah, yeah I hear you, man. Like, like Linnea, she hugs me. I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I loved it. Right on. Um, but what about at the end? Oh, the aliens. Burnt up. Yeah. Burnt up. Hackins walks out with a cigarette in his mouth, falls down in the street. Creeps pop out yep. of his head. Yep. B.A., dude. Yeah, dude. Not over. Not over. The saga continues. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Professor, is your movie closing up? I am the old Cyrus of this shit. <laughs> um, you guys were talking about it. If I had to keep one of the three we're talking about tonight, I would keep Night of the Demons, but it wouldn't be an easy decision. No. But this is right there with it. Yeah. Um, just an all-around fun movie. I mean, I there's never a point where I feel like it hits a wall and drags. It's consistently entertaining. It's never too far in any direction. It's just a blast. It's classic 80s teen fun. That's a good way to put it, man. That really is. That's a good way to put it. Because as much as we talk about now being adults, we talk about, man, they made that movie for teenagers. And we do talk about that sometimes. Another thing I like about it, too, is that our main guy isn't ridiculously just nerdy to the nth degree that comes out of nowhere. He's not ridiculously good looking. (laughs) I just, I like that he's, you know... A lot more closer to what you know most of the kids watching that movie when it came out was. Yeah. Instead of making him, you know, just way too nerdy and then coming in and save the day. I don't know. I just like that he's toned down. Right, right. Toned like down it. for what? Nope. Toned down for what? <laughs> uh, I just love the idea of I just love the idea of him going out in the blaze of glory. I really did. Oh yeah. Atkins just just flicking that lighter just like he knew it was over. He wanted it to be over. I mean, one thing we didn't even talk about while we were covering this movie was the fact that the Lover's Lane story ties in with the Tom Atkins, the, right. the, the, the detective story, because the, of the, the girl, you know? Yeah, he was the cop from the Lover's Lane story, for those of you who may have missed it, but he goes on to even tell you about it, and that he kills the the Lover's Lane psychotic killer and buries him underneath the house, and he later comes back 
It has a role in this movie. I mean, there's a there's layers to this movie yeah. that make it awesome. Yeah. Would you agree, Professor? Yes. No, he doesn't. I don't. <laughs> oh, I do. You do. Yeah. Better have glaucoma. I do. <laughs> I, I I've said what I need to say about the creeps. Anything else additional? Before we move on, I if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's worth it's worth the look up. Yep. Okay, moving right along to our final installment this evening, keeping with the Night of the theme. Right. The quote, Night of the quote theme. Yep. Night of the Comet. Mad Chan, give us the facts. Um, Night of the Comet, I blank on the year. I'm sorry, guys. 1984. Is it 84? That's awesome. Thank you. Um, director Tom Eberhard. one job. <laughs> and Tom Eberhard directed and wrote this movie. Um, he also did have... Captain Ron, I think, just for <laughs> Captain really? Ron fans. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. I love Captain Ron. Me too. We have Catherine Mary Stewart, Kelly Maroney, Sharon Farrow, Mary Warrenov, and Jeffrey Lewis were my yeah. notables in this movie. Anybody got any others? Oh, Robert yeah. Beltran. It's pronounced Hector. Beltran. Beltran. I made that up. But anyway, who played Hector? <laughs> um, that's where we're at with this movie. It was your pick. Why don't you go ahead and take us home? Hey, Jeffrey Lewis. So awesome. Um, so I picked this one, like I said, to keep with the night of the theme and uh, just the 80s feel. Um, I just can't lie. The, the 80s nostalgia, everything 80s that comes along with this, it just feels so 80s. <laughs> and that sticks with me. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I didn't love it as much as the first time I saw it. And of these three, definitely at the bottom of the totem pole. But still, that 80s feel does it right for me. Do you want to know how 80s this movie was? You could punch a kid. <laughs> you remember <laughs> yeah. that? When the mom decks her. Yeah. Yeah, man. This was so 80s, you could punch a kid. I just want to put that out there. As Paul Rudd says in Role Models, I will punch a child. I will punch a child, Ronnie. That woman punched (laughs) her in the face. Yeah. So I guess where we're at with this is the two sisters um, are staying with the stepmother because the dad's in the military. In Panama. In Panama. Panama. And they're waiting on him to come home, and the mother is... The mother is, I guess, fucking around with the neighbor. Right. And they point that out. But (laughs) what's going on is there's a huge comet that's coming through. It's supposed to be like once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime, and everybody's comet. Everybody is outside. Everybody, apparently, except for very select few, is outside watching this comet. Right. And (laughs) that's why when the comet passes over, we have very few survivors. Which starts the first plot hole of this film. That okay, so we find out that I know. Just, just let me finish talking. Just, just let me keep doing your thing to the microphone. You do. Yeah, that's um, with my tongue. Um, it's very uncomfortable. We find out that's why my eyes are closed. We find out that the survivors, survivors of the comet, um, are ones that were within steel. But then those who were outside get turned into dust. Dust. And then we don't find out why the other people turn into ghouls. Exactly. So the way that it was explained to me was that the people who turn into ghouls are people who didn't get the full effect of the comet. They weren't completely outside. They They weren't inside, and they're halfway between. They're halfway between alive and dust. And if you think about it, that's what the people underground are actually fighting to prevent. Okay. You see what I'm saying? They yeah. don't want to turn into ghouls, which, like as we see with Jeffrey Lewis's character later in the movie, yeah. they do. Right. So they're fighting against it. So I'm thinking maybe that's what it is. They're exposed to half radiation or half okay. whatever happens, yeah, and they turn into that. ghouls that way. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. That's kind of the way it was explained <laughs> to me. I love when we meet our first ghoul. <laughs> his most terrifying thing is going, come here! <laughs> come here! Like she's going to go, okay, I'll come over to you. Real quick, I have a question for the professor. 
Do you know what's up with all the Brando posters in the projection room? Was that just a nod or? Yeah, it must just. I bet it was. Okay, I was just gonna throw this out real quick because we cover some of this stuff. I just looked up the budgets for these movies. Yeah, seven hundred thousand for Night of the Comet, five million for Night of the Creeps, and one point two million for Night of the Demons. Wow. So yeah, um. Which leads me to my point, which is I'm guessing that's probably just the director or somebody on which on staff that brings point. in their personal favorites. Your math. That too. <laughs> um, no, I get what you're saying, man. The, uh, the wide-angle shots that they take mm-hmm. show the scope and the emptiness of the city. Like when she's riding that bike around, it could be anybody on that bike. I but think it's, it's a miracle that, too. Well, right. Go ahead. Oh no, no, that's where I was going. It's like it's they show all those wide angle shots, mm-hmm. and they show you just how empty the city is in downtown L.A. It's to show you everybody's gone. So I thought that was bril- a brilliant yeah. way to show you, because you know you get one shot on Labrea, you get one shot on the corner, you get one shot on Rodeo, just real quick. Nobody's there but our one character riding a motorcycle. And that's it. I don't know how, but it actually looks okay with the red sky. Yeah. That I, like yeah, you would I think agree. that just would have been screwed up. Yeah. But it actually held up well. And just man, growing up as an eighties kid. I remember this just catching this on TV. I'm just saying I mean, I just watched it for the first time. Five, the other two ago. definitely didn't see him back. This is what then. I'm saying though. As an eighties kid, now as a grown man. How hot is Ridge? Like she is the quintessential <laughs> yeah. 80s bombshell, man. Like, boom, man. Like, I'm like, man. If I had to put Jill Whitlow, if I saw her on the streets today, I'm like, she's still the bomb. <laughs> no, she is though. Yeah. You're like, you, I hate to keep, I hate to be that broken record, but man, we've seen her at convention. She, yeah, she is. She's still cute. Yeah, man. Those bangs and everything like that. It's like, man, she's pretty. That's, <laughs> I'd still take me a woman in 80s garb. Um, now, I do have a one thing I want to point out is what I said. Not everyone was outside. Where the hell are all the people? Right. So we've, we've made right. the steel thing, and we do the, the Superman. The Superman thing was in there, you know, steel versus iron. Superman up in this. Oh. But anyway, like, it's the steel thing. Like, she was in steel. The guy was banging some chick in the back of his truck. Where's she? <laughs> yeah, he, he says that. They were like, well, where were you when the comet passed? It was like I was with the girl I picked up in the back of my truck. Where's she? Party rock. <laughs> but, I mean, that's where I'm kind of going. Is there were more people. And the sister was in a tool shed of all places. She says she was in a tool a shed. A steel tool shed. A steel tool shed. Dog, there had to be more people, man. Like, I don't understand where all the people. Well, we get homeboy at the end. Well, we get, home, we get the three homeboys who are half ghoul, half whatever yeah, inside right. the mall. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I just want to know. I was like, there's no way. I mean, under their concept, right now, if you were like, Chad, let's go outside. There's a comet coming tonight. Dog, I'm not going outside. Like, (laughs) that's just not my bag. And it's nothing against you or your comet. I'm just, there's other places people would have been. Not everybody would have been outside that night. And with the millions uh, of people in Los Angeles. You live a little, dog. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed one of the movie posters you mentioned uh, was. uh, On the waterfront. No, it was a Clark Gable and Gene Harlow movie called Red Dust, which I'm assuming yeah, is yeah, a direct... Yeah. And they because they into, turned into Red yep. Dust, yes, yes. Uh, I That's also just want to say that I love the Uzi scene out in the street. Uh, actually, a Mac-10. Okay, Go Mac-10. Ahead. I don't... Not into Dad guns. Dad would have got us Uzi. Um, <laughs> Dad would have got us And uh, that and the girls just want to have fun scene. Yeah. Yes. Just... In the middle Fun of it stuff. all, we get a we get a montage where they do where they play dress up. Yep. Almost total playoffs of Donald. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost exact. So what was up with the sister being whorish in the radio station? There's one guy left on the earth, and she's like, I can't believe you're going to fuck him. I want to fuck him. This is bullshit. When you think you might not ever get late again, it kind of Dude, what about scared. your girl, the, the Reg? What about your girl being all racist and shit? She was like, what is it, date night in the barrio? Oh, yes. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Those are so accessible back then. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, I was like, what the hell is going on date here? Date night in the barrio. She says it. Dude. Yeah, cold-blooded. Um, <laughs> I love that the theater is called the El Rey. And many years later, when you watch Death Proof, you've got El Rey. It's the characters. 
Yes, we know this. Why are you know selling? <laughs> I'm not no selling. <laughs> yes, you are. I like the idea that uh, Jeffrey Lewis and Mary Warrenoff I mean, were in this film, and 21 years, re- 21 years later, they re- reunited. In my favorite film, Devil's Rejects. I, I like that. Rejects. Um, I did put what was up with those rapey cop zombies, man. <laughs> you know, what's up with that? the cop zombies in the dream kind of pull her over and they're just groping her like, <laughs> as they come through the window at her like rapey cop zombies. There we go. Um, the radio station I put down was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I imagine a radio station would be. And I've been in to pick up tickets at radio stations. They look nothing like that. <laughs> They're nowhere near as cool. Not nearly as exciting. Not at all. Yep, I used to work a lot. Um, yeah, so the film kind of falls apart in the last <laughs> quarter. I won't say last half. I'll say last I'll, half. Let's say, no, let's say the film falls apart in the last three quarters. <laughs> the last three quarters. Like, so the first doesn't uh, like the movie. <laughs> the first twenty minutes. No, nah, man. Like I said, no. I, I I saw this movie for this show. So tell us what about the film? I really don't. That's the thing. I really don't know. I understand the people underground. They're trying to harness the energy. Um, the comet is what killed everybody. I think it was the fact that there were no defined. There were real no laid out I defined lines of why certain people were alive, why certain people were zombies, why certain people weren't, you know? I, I, I just point. like that. I, that's one thing I kind of need at this point because I, I feel like horror fans now, because of everything we've been through, are a lot smarter. And like I said, I'm seeing this now for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of need more defined lines to me. I need more of an adult approach, approach at why something happened. Like, I, I can give in to Michael Myers was just crazy, I'm good with that. It's just, why is this guy surviving? This guy isn't. How come these zombies are in full zombie mode, but these guys have are able to talk and communicate and chase them down and shoot guns at them and and articulate themselves? I mean, there just wasn't enough explanation for me. Like, I don't care about the group that was underground. They're fine. I understand what they were doing. That's fine with me. And I understand that these are actual human, all human survivors. I'm okay with that part. Because that's what would happen. There would be some survivors. I just don't understand the mixtures. You see what I'm saying? And why all of a sudden the, those things just started happening. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, well, we got to go get these people and we got to go get these kids and we got to harness their energy and we got to be this way. I don't know, man. There's just a lot for that movie that I, I'm just a more, I don't want to say I'm advanced because I'm not, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I just, I just needed more of an explanation on this one. You think you're better than me? I think I'm better than you. You think you're better than me? I just said that twice. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm with you. Um, it's just funny because we talk about, like, suspension of belief and things like that. Like, um, we, just, we just talked about a movie where demons come through at a party house. And we just talked about a movie where little little slug aliens. There were aliens. Jump in people's mouths. Yeah, they didn't jump at everybody's. But yet, they would have jumped in your mouth. But, that's true. But you got a candy covered <laughs> brain. Go ahead, no for real. But yet, I'm with you in saying that there were gaping potholes in night of the comet. And we just, like I said, we just talked about how ridiculous the other two movies were, and that's that a, were still awesome. But this one. It's, I guess that's cool. I love the whole 80s feel. Yeah, and I'm really not turning I to... love the 80s feel. I'm not turning it down. Like, I like this movie. But at the same time, there were just things that I'm just like, man, I'm just not making the jump on this This, movie. Line sparked, this movie sparked one of my favorite lines of all time that later comes from a far better character. His name was Brody, and he was in a little movie I like to call Mall Rats, where they talk about the, the mall, they refer to the mall as being a monument to consumerism. Do you remember that line from oh, this yeah, movie? For sure. Yeah, he's like he's like in this monument to consumerism. That line's later regurgitated by Brody and Mallrats. Yeah. This is this is the origin, from what I understand. I like stuff. I mean, this this has little things in it that I really liked. I like the the progression of Jeffrey Lewis's character, how he went from being the level-headed one, or so you thought, to Mary Warnock being kind of crazy to find out she just killed herself. She she was over it. She didn't want to deal with it. And he goes from being perfectly sane to a monster. Right. I, I mean, there was things in this movie I really enjoyed and understood. Professor, 
Um, I'm a little surprised. The, there seems to be a much more analytical approach to this film <laughs> than we, than we normally use on anything ever. But with that, <laughs> with that said, I, I mean, I understand where, you, where you're both coming from. I just, I guess for me, the movie isn't about any of that stuff. Like in the end, it's it's about two sisters. And really, at the, you know, more of my commentary would be is how much of this is really even a horror. I mean, right on. Yeah, very, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's it's very scarier than the collector. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty minimal um, in in terms of you know with you with, with seeing the affected and scares or anything like that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's for me just a snapshot of that time. You know, like right. it's fun to watch for the '80s appeal and all that is important to these two girls from their video games to, you know, just... The diet, yeah, that, yeah, the diet Pepsi. And yeah, the, that yeah. they go through. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I certainly agree with you, but it just doesn't affect the viewing for me. Yeah. Um, the first time through, even halfway through it, I didn't care that there wasn't that much horror to it. It was just fun. Okay. So, for me, that's all it is. And I, re- I can remember catching this on television and just being floored because, A, it was cool teenagers. I was younger, so it was fun to just watch them do their thing. Okay. And then I got some horror because I didn't see it from the beginning. I just remember turning it on and watching some of that and seeing later stuff. Well, I think part of my part of the things, you know, because I always kind of see these things, and if you don't have me in your story, I'll pick it to death. And I think I just couldn't get into this one right away because I picked out things like, I thought it was weird that the sisters were just okay splitting up. Oh, here's a group of people that came. No, you go ahead and fly off with them. I'm going to stay right here. It's cool. Like, that kind of took me out of that moment. And then um, when the sister ended up not being dead, he had given her sodium pentothal or whatever. Like, that was that to me just felt like a cop-out. It's like we already accepted that she was dead, and now we've got to move on. And then it's like, no, she's not dead. She comes out, and everything's okay. And now we're going to take these two little kids, and we didn't kill either one of them either. And now we're going to all live as a happy family and we've got to if somebody's got to further the advancement what would they call it further the advancement of science what a no 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 white people (laughs) (laughs) no no like when they were all dressed up and they had to wait on the crosswalk and shit oh society society they had to further the advancement of society right you see what i'm saying i mean like i mean there were just things in the movie and then when the guy popped up at the end at the end it was like oh wow the sister has someone to fuck yay and that's kind of that wraps that movie up in a nutshell for me. Especially I guess we characters. just look at it from opposite ends. I mean, we do. We really do. We, I, do. we do that in quite a few. I value what they could make the movie out of with next to no money. And I think it's, you know, pretty impressive. And there's nothing wrong oh, no, I got with you. your way of viewing it, which is that it's Quit not... You shut up and you. let me finish. <laughs> and that is... Stick it up, Chris. That uh, I'm actually sticking up for you, too. Is that <laughs> it's not your job to make apologies for the budget. Oh, no, You know no, what no. I mean? So... I get it. No, it's just, and like I said, it's, the movie itself, yeah, dude, it looks good. The, the girls. Careful. I the, just, I think that's what really needs to be applauded is the two girls. No, no, I mean, oh, the yeah, girls did Because the they didn't have yeah. much of a career. They were the best of the, yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, especially since. Yeah, I wasn't saying you guys weren't. Oh, just, no, 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 and I applaud <laughs> her. I applaud her even more when she went, on, she, went on to a, she went on to a much better movie <laughs> called, called Weekend at Bernie's. I like that. Weekend at Bernie's. No, but I mean, I like to do the Bernie. <laughs> you want to do the Bernie? You want to do the Bernie man? That's the Bernie. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> no, I mean, hey, I like, the whole scene where Hector goes home and and he's at his mama's house and then the kid tries to come in after him and he jumps out. Mm-hmm. He leaves. That gives us a reason for him to leave. I mean, there was a lot to the movie. They did a lot with what they had, but then the rain washed the dust away. And my my question was, it's like, wow, is that creating a new problem, or is that showing a brighter new day? Because it could have created a new problem. Like, we're trying to love you dead. Right. The rain came right, in. right. The rain came in and created a new problem. So I was like, oh, that's a neat little 80s kind mm-hmm. of thing to do. It's like the rain washed all the red dust away of the dead people in the street, but did it infect something else and bring the dead back. So that was kind of neat, too. So I just don't know. Like I, I said, it would have been more of the dead, but I'm sure. Well, I understand. Like you said, it's a budgetary no, thing. Like you I'm can't dress just, a lot of people. I'm up. just saying that's what I wish, not directly. You. Yeah, <laughs> that no, I wish okay. there would have been more zombies. Yeah, I, I, don't worry about directing things at me. Come here. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
You come here! <coughs> what if I heard giving it up on the floor of the of the projector room, dog? Get in where you fit in, dog. What's up with her playing the video game, man? I, I love that. Like, yeah. That was a real nod to the culture in that time, man. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, what was that game? Defender? What was that game called? I think it might have been Defender. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's... Um, I had a big burger earlier. <laughs> look on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Midwest Monsters Podcast, and you can see a picture of that big burger that Mad Chan ate. Yeah, and also don't forget to check us out at Midwest Mon, M-O-N, pod, P-O-D, at the Twitters. Tweet us. Twitterins. Uh, Professor, where's your plug? Don't forget to check uh, Target's weekly ads. There are a lot of good deals in there. Don't forget to check yourself before you... And us on iTunes. <laughs> we on iTunes, y'all. Leave us a comment if you're listening to us on iTunes. We made your son. We on iTunes. And if you on there, please give us a rating. Just a rating. I don't care. And if you hate us, just rate us that you hate us. Let us know. Don't tell yeah. them that. No, you like us. Well, we'll quit. We'll quit. No, we're not going to let yeah. these people make us don't quit. Don't sleep on us. Don't sleep on the Midwest Monsters podcast, y'all. Um, do you have anything left to say about Night of the Comet? Or I thought the whole Night of series was pretty awesome. I'm glad we've chosen I enjoyed series. doing it. I did. I did. I did. So. Party in my pants. <laughs> I love them parties. Uh, so, for the Midwest Monsters Podcast, I am Yibble Grizzly Thrill Me Out. And I'm here with Matt Thrill Me Channel. My name is is Professor Wagstaff, and I also like to party. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And you can't please. see that. I, said, I, I said thrill I me, dude. Said it. I said thrill me. I said it. Thrill all of us. No, Midwest. thrill me. Thrill us. Thrill me, Detective. Uh, Stacy.